Welcome all to Volume 2, Episode 5 of Weekend at Crombie's. And this month, we'll be reviewing Condor Man. Welcome, Lady Condor Man and Gentle Condor Man, to our episode of Weekend at Crombie's. My name is Hugh. My greatest secrets can be purchased by any small child for the price of a tiny coin. And I'm James Evans Esquire. And when I fly, I like to fly with the string attached to the wings on the outfit that I'm wearing. Neatly done, James. <laughs> And you said you hadn't thought of anything. <laughs> For yes, dear that listeners, really difficult. That was, hard. Oh, that was painful. Yes, dear listeners, uh, this 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 month we are reviewing Condor Man, 1981 <laughs> Disney film starring Michael Crawford as the That's eponymous right. you Condor. You heard that man. right, listener. Michael Crawford. <laughs> Michael Crawford, uh, star of musical and 1970s situation comedy, Michael Crawford. In a lead in a Disney movie. How's about that then? Yeah, playing an American. Playing an as yes, I suppose you could charitably say he's playing an American. <laughs> yeah, mid Atlantic. Yes, yes, he's, he's he's had a he's had a good fling westwards. He's he's lived in he's lived in the UK for a few years, but he, he's he's American. Yeah. He sure is. <laughs> but enough of that. That's analysis. We're here for plot recap. So let's away. We begin, actually, we, we say plot, I'm going to begin with the titles. The titles begin with a very impressive um, animation of a steel condor man sign um, that then has a small animated little man in a condor suit flapping around it while this dramatic sweeping music keeps shouting condor man. And, uh, and, every, yeah. and, he's, and it quickly, quickly cuts to um, a live action scene of Paris and this cartoon condor man is swooping around and the titles swoop after him. I mention this because yeah. one, it's quite it's quite entertaining as an introduction, and secondly, I was very very amused by the thought that James would be watching this and thinking, "Have I made him watch a cartoon Condor Man in a live action <laughs> setting like Roger Rabbit for two hours?" <laughs> now, I was, I was I going through what was in your mind at that point, thinking, "What?" If, you... if, if you'd asked me to watch Roger Rabbit, I would have thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away the story, James. Please, no, please. no. Um, so, the, so yeah. You, yeah, you mentioned the, the the opening the opening credits. Yeah. It's the only part of the film where there is any animation in it as well. It was that yeah. kind of Disney era where it was all about films, not really about animation. It was very good animation, actually. I thought he was, uh, he, was, was. he was moving quite yeah. naturally. It was, it was I think it might have been rotoscoped, but he was certainly yeah, the, right, the yeah. Condor Man was. Um, and again, it is literally as like you'd imagine a superhero Condor Man to be. He's got the uh, the bird goggles and the big wings and the Condor yeah. suit. So, but we were in live action Paris, so we kept to uh, midway up the Eiffel Tower where. Um, our our uh, hero, whose name is I'm going to say Woody Woodson. Woody, it's Woodrow Woody Wilkins. Oh, wait, oh it is something daft. Okay. So. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's Wood. Yeah, it's Woodrow, oh, okay. Woodrow Woody, Woody Wilkins. Wilkins. Woodrow Woody Wilkins um, is on top of the Eiffel Tower um, in a condor suit. Um, which, yeah, which but is it's a bit, ridiculous condor suit. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a rather flimsy glider backpack. Um, it's also a very it's got very seventies wallpaper design on it as well. It does. Well, it's just out of the 70s. Yeah, so we're, we're in that age before the 80s really took over. But he's in a condor suit. Um, 
he he leaps off the Eiffel Tower, thinking he can fly, and ends up in the same in fairly short order. The reason he's done this is that Woodrow Woody Wilkins is a successful comic book writer and artist, and his his own quirk is he has to believe that everything that he puts in his comics can actually happen. Yeah. Um, so um, presumably he doesn't write Superman, but he if all his all his action heroes, if they can fly a condor suit, a condor suit must be able to be, exist and be flown. So he'll have to try it out. Um, it also makes his comics sound really dull. If, you think about it. <laughs> if it so can't be like, done in real life, he won't put it in the comics. Yeah, his comic books are full of people like with a nine to five job commuting into central London from the suburbs. I never thought of that. He because when he gets very excited and yells about what makes his comics successful, he's saying yeah. it's, it's that devotion to reality. But you're probably not wrong. No one reads comic books for reality. No, 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 no nobody. Newspapers does. would read that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's just a graphic newspaper man, and we've missed this completely. <laughs> But anyway, so um, we, we next meet Woody um, out of the scene, you know, with the usual kind of uh, wet hair and towel around his neck in his, his best friend's flat in Paris, uh, who's Harry. Um, Harry is uh, a clerk for the CIA, mm. uh, as, uh, and Woody's basically come to Paris to, to research Condor Man doing his international adventures. And, he's... and Harry, Harry's played by James Hampton, yes. who is the, you may know him as the father in Teen Wolf. Yes, and I don't know what, again, I've, he's... I don't I've know seen he was, him in that. Yeah, I've seen him probably in a few Disney type movies. He's certainly uh, okay. got that kind of face and demeanour of being the the amiable best friend or the the kind dad. He's he's, yeah. he's very much yeah. that that kind of um, yeah. yeah soft faced. Uh, no harm would come from him. This kind of yeah. stuff, and he's he's exactly like that. He's a he's a he's he's coaching Woody along, but he's not actually giving him a reality check. Like, don't jump into the scene with a condor suit strapped to you. Um, <laughs> There, there was an interesting when he when yeah because Woody's jibing him saying oh you're a spy I'd love to be a spy CIA is awesome and he goes Woody I'm just a file clerk that's all I am and then we smash cut to him in the CIA building uh, the joke being that he is actually a file clerk you'd imagine yeah. the, the joke should be he goes to the CIA and he's an international agent but he's not he's a rather rather yeah. helpless file clerk um, <laughs> but anyway it, um, the plot goes forward when Harry is asked by his boss to find a civilian to do a paper exchange in Istanbul and he immediately thinks that Woody would love this so he puts Woody in a trench coat and gets him on a train and Woody then finds himself in Istanbul with a briefcase um, handcuffed to his wrist to, all he needs to do is sit down hand over some papers to the Russian agent and go home um, but unfortunately this Russian, ag- Russian agent is a, a beautiful woman called Natalia um, yeah. and as soon as Woody sees her he immediately starts just dribbling madly at her yeah. and, and played by Barbara Carrera who if memory serves me right, was um, my dad's favourite actress of the early eighties. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> no, I remember my dad talking at length about how beautiful Barbara Carrera was, and that he loved every film that she was ever in. Well, there you have it, Barbara Carrera, favourite of James's dad. Yep. I can. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. If that isn't, if that doesn't strike fear into your thoughts, <laughs> I don't know what does. It well, certainly scarred me. She, she's a very striking lady, and, and she's certainly portrayed in that way. She's, she's shot in soft light, and she's, you know, purring Russian at him, um, yeah. and he, all he can do is dribble um, madly. Uh, there is there is a comic business when he orders a, a double of what she's drinking, um, yeah. and and then because actually what, what what we're saying is as he as he walks into this, Woody has now assumed the persona of Condorman in that he's a complete idiot, but he's pretending to like I am Condorman, I can do yeah. anything. He's trying to be James Bond, um, so he orders. It's, it's, it's a bit of a mixture between the the character he plays and some mothers do have him. Well, the, the trench coat was unfortunate because that was that was yeah. um, Frank Spencer's character. Yeah, exactly. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a heady combination of Frank Spencer yeah. and um, like Johnny English, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, the, the 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 joke at this point is that yeah, Woody is 
again, a helpless comic book writer who is so, you know, loves the romanticism of spies, so he's trying to be one. When he actually meets a real spy, he, he plays it up to the hilt. Um, he ends up ordering a triple drink, which turns out to be so fiery he breathes out fire from it. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of comic books. He's got a flaming drink he can't put out. He's puffing away while still yeah. trying to be, I am Condor Man, you know. Yeah. Um, and they get they get jumped by three goons at the end of the, the the meeting, and he again by simply bumbling he beats them all off. You know he he spins around by yeah. accident, knocks them with a the briefcase, there's all that kind of business. He gets in a, a bar fight and defeats all of them, but doesn't actually mean to do any of it. Yeah. Um, Natalia knows none. Of it. She actually thinks he did beat up the three guys, so she now is thinking he is this James Bond. He is Condor Man. He is yeah. Condor Man. Um, and um, so when they they go, they'll go back to their respective places. He goes back to Paris. He goes back to to Russia, but then during which she meets her boss, uh, Krokoff, who is played by Oliver Reed. In, <laughs> well, let's, uh, I'd like to add to this. Played by a clearly steaming Oliver Reed. <laughs> <laughs> he is obviously off his face in this film. He is, although, to be honest, I thought he was perfectly cast. because. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And he plays it so straight as well. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was at that point in Oliver Reed's career. <laughs> yeah, he's um, good in it though. He is very good. Yeah, um, but yeah, partly because he, he's not giving an inch with the with the, the veracity. No, um, no. But basically, he 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 is. He's kind of got some kind of weird relationship with Natalia. He, he's, I think, he's kind of in love with her. He's, he's, he thinks yeah. they're having a relationship, but he also, uh, he, he has to discipline her because she went to Istanbul without permission. This sort of makes up Natalia's mind that she wants to defect now. And she sends the message that she will defect, but only Condor Man can escort her. So the CIA are in the pickle because Condor Man doesn't exist. So they have to basically go back to Woody and ask him, can he do it again? And yeah. um, and through this, this is the contrivance that gets the plot really going, because then uh, Woody is... This is the contrivance. This is the contrivance. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the contrivance the CIA would, yeah. would agree to and finance, basically, Batman's cave. Yeah. <laughs> because the only way Woody will do this is if the CIA agreed to make all his Condor Man inventions, vehicles and gadgets and everything. Um, so, so he can basically just go and meet an agent and, and get their defection over. Um, so Woody proving, is... Proving that he will only write in his comics things that can be done in real life absolutely which which once again brings back to your point if he couldn't have had the condor the condor mobile or the, yeah. the condor boat yeah. he wouldn't have put them in his comics because they, again quite dull <laughs> that, comics that if was... he's just taking the train um, yeah. <laughs> but but you know so um he, he, he refuses to, he thinks it's all dangerous, but then he finds out that it's Natalia who's asked for it. He's obviously now fallen even more head and over the hills with Natalia. He has drawn, uh, he's, he's put her into the comics as Laser Lady, um, which, again, does not strike me as terribly inventive, but he's, uh, <laughs> but he's, so now Condor Man and Laser Lady. They're not very well drawn co- comics either, I've got to, I've got to admit. I quite like the sketching moment, and then I thought he went too far. I, mean, I remember that as a child, thinking, oh, he's done a good job with the eyes. Now yeah. stop there. Now stop there. And he's, yeah. he's adding more yeah. and more hair. Yeah. And I wonder if they just asked Michael Crawford, like, just just draw on it. Just keep on drawing. And all he could do was the lines of the hair. Because <laughs> he ended up with Italia having quite a lot of hair. In the, in the I mean, you can only draw hair. <laughs> <laughs> and the person that drew the face had left. <laughs> so they just keep drawing the hair. I can uh, only draw hair. Yeah. But there, there's, there's that montage. He, he basically sketches Natalia, and that's where um, the CIA learned that he's also in love with Natalia. So they say, oh, you, and Natalia asked for you. And then, of course, he, yeah. he goes, if they agree to all his condo adventures, which they do without much fuss, um, no, which, which when you find out what the condo adventures are, you <laughs> wonder what the hell is the CIA that they can make this happen. Um, so we, we, we next cut to... Um, him in in Yugoslavia, where he's he's due to meet Natalia. He's he's dressed like an old gypsy, uh, with a walking cane. Uh, she's dressed like a gypsy lady, um, and they are immediately apprehended by two Soviet agents. Uh, but he essentially 
chases them off with a machine gun firing cane. This is the first of the crazy inventions. Um, and also make note of how he used this. He kind of basically, you know, taps it on, taps it on. I've got my trusty cane, which then starts firing bullets everywhere. Yeah. And and even he can't control it. It's going over. He's he's struggling to control it. Everyone's running for cover. And you I know, you know, like, you know when you get a new computer and <laughs> you turn it on and you use your mouse for the first time and it's really sensitive and it moves all over the screen. It's like that. It's That's like how that. he shoots the gun. He can't. It's like he's very trigger happy. Yeah. Um, it is also a very slender, small walking stick. So where it keeps <laughs> the mechanisms and the bullets and anything is is well, your that's guess. That's the CIA for you. That's the CIA. But I'll, I made I made a reference to this because this is basically, and I'll come to what the next scene is. This is the last time he's a bumbling idiot, really. Um, and this, this is the interesting yeah. point. I mean, he's he's really comically bumbling. He's the machine guns going everywhere, and he ends up just bopping them over the head with a cane, and they run for it. They then get into an old gypsy truck, and they drive through a Yugoslavian village, and. Um, and at, at which point, and I mentioned this, um, Oliver Reed discovers that Natalia has defected and sends out the Prognovich or Prognoviac, <laughs> uh, which is which is the KGB's pursuit squad, which um, yeah. are these five little black cars that um, that come like through. Porsches, aren't they? They are yeah, the evil Porsche, Porsches. Come after Condor Man. They chase him through these these Yugoslavian streets. I'll mention actually the the moment um, where the, when the, the coming of the Prognoviac happens is actually really well done as a direction. It's, there's this lovely Yugoslavian market town and everyone's happy and la 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 and suddenly they just, someone like stares in the distance and you yeah. hear the roaring of this Porsche engine and everyone runs for cover and everyone just, the, the shutters are slamming and everything's gone what, that, dead yeah, quiet. That, that scene really, really gives the impression that the, the locals know what's about to happen. It's quite a, it's it, a really it, well played scene. It belongs actually. in a different movie because it is genuinely suspenseful and then the, the black cars zoom in and everyone's like peeking yeah. out and they're really scared. It's, and it's it, from a different it's, movie it feels, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it shows, yeah. You you know the Prognoviacha not to be messed with. You know that everyone fears them. You do wonder what's going on in this Yugoslavian town that the, the pursuit squad <laughs> regularly comes there that they know to fear them. But other than that, it's a it's a it's a wonderful scene and basically and it sets up then a chase where basically these five cars chase after chase after Woody and, uh, and Natalia mm-hmm. in their little um little truck. At this point, yeah. there is a very definite shift in the character of Woody Wilkins because he. They're in the truck and they, you know, they say we can't outrun them in the truck. And he presses a button and they, they descend from the cab of their truck into a rocket car that's bright yellow and teeming with guns and gadgets. And this is the Condomobile. And then he zooms down the road and there's a proper chase scene goes on. And yeah. they, they, and he's very good. He, that's the thing. He's very. He's he's, he's knowing what to do. He knows which. You know, he's, he's firing machine guns out of the back. I, one thing I did like about this is he fires a machine gun that comes directly through the centre of the back, and the Prognoviac zip to the sides. So they miss the guns, miss them, and then he fires two more machine guns on either side, and the Prognoviac go to the centre, and the machine yeah. guns miss them. And yeah. two things you're thinking is one thing: why not fire all three at the same time? Because <laughs> you get them. <laughs> And the other thing is, as he's driving and they're doing this, he's like, I can't believe this. What are they doing? It's like, I, even if I was driving behind a car and a machine gun popped up, I wouldn't know to turn to the left or the right. <laughs> it's not, it's not a, anyway, but that, 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 that was actually quite an exciting scene. The, the cars are chasing them. And again, he knows what he's doing. He's pressing his buttons and he's, he's driving like a, you know, like a, a man possessed. Um, and then, then our little chap would. It, it's not just the fact that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's become. He's become a, a, an international spy. Yes, because the because the next point, this is Bumbling Woody, who was uh, previously, you know, accidentally beaten up Turkish thugs with a briefcase and and knocked a machine gun cane, then just straight up murders the Prognoviac because he, yeah. he lets yeah. a flamethrower go out the back of his truck yeah. and it burns a couple of these cars and. 
initially thought, oh, they're, they're burned, they'll just veer off and they'll run for it. But no, they go over the edge and they blow up. So it's like, clearly, there were no survivors from these cars. Um, it's an incredibly steep character arc. <laughs> <laughs> and Isn't then, it? Yes. And then, and then the, the, the final two... Um, Cars. One of them tries to ram him, but the Conrad is equipped with a ramp, which is very cool. He goes over the ramp and lands on the other one. So he's he's defeated all these cars except for the leader, who's this um this, yeah. this Morovic. Morovic, who's, who's got this one evil eye that stares out and um, and is chasing him. And he but chases... it's, supposed to, it's supposed to be um the equivalent of Jaws in um, the James Bond it, films. It's, isn't it? it's the henchman with with the yeah the physical defect. Um, yeah. <laughs> who's who's Krokov's second right hand man? And yeah. he chases him to the to the um the docks, at which point the Condor mobile sprouts a, a rubber, rubber dinghy and a hydrofoil and zooms off um, all the way across the Adriatic. And so he's, they've escaped their first visit. But you're, you're right, that was that, that moment, so if you never look back, and, and the character of Woody becomes very different from that. He still makes a few jokes, and he's still talking about being a comic book artist, but he's never that, that bumbling idiot who doesn't know what he's no. doing anymore. Um, and it continues. They end up in Italy. Um, they're pursued again by... Um, by um, Morovic, um through Italy, uh, Harry looks up at them. They they kind of they get arrested by the authorities on a trumped up charge. But Harry then pretends to be a, a policeman and breaks them out. Yeah. Um, yeah, dressed up in this ridiculous outfit of a yes. pipe and a fat belly and <laughs> moustache, pretending to be uh, what was it like an uh, an American. Um, no, he's meant to be a Monte Carlo cop. A Monte Carlo cop, yeah, yeah that's to, it. to arrest them. Um, yeah, there is that that one. Um, so to, to escape Morovic now, who's chasing them through the streets of Italy, they burst into a wedding. At which point, Natalia, who's showing pretty much the only gumption she does yeah. in the entire movie, because yeah. um, this thing, Natalia's an actual spy, and she doesn't do yeah. an awful lot to, to, to shine. She first, no. she is aware of the Prognoviets chasing them because she comes to the village. Um, where everything's abandoned and she knows that something's wrong whereas Woody's just going hey chill out come on we're having yeah. a good time and she's like no something's wrong we're being chased something's just wrong relax. Yeah, yeah you're with Woody now um, <laughs> so there's a so that that's her first bit of competence where she knows they're being pursued and the second one is when she manages to escape pursuit she basically causes a riot in a wedding um, yeah. by pretending to be the, the husband the wife of the of the groom um, and says that um that Morovic is Uncle Luigi, who gets assaulted by all these angry yeah. grannies, um, which is which is nice. It did make me think. Actually, you know, it, when I was a kid, I thought it was hilarious. When I watched it now, I thought you just ruined someone's yeah. wedding. There. That's yeah, really yeah, you see it from a totally different perspective. Yeah, but like, this, if that's my group... wedding, I'd be really annoyed. Yeah, first of the group... weddings cost a lot of money. They do, but this this poor groom. See, in my head, kind of now, I'm having to assume this groom was a serial philanderer, and that's yeah. why his wife so freely chose to believe he was married, and yeah. he got he got his just desserts. Because yeah. I idea that he was an innocent groom. Who not only lost his wife on his wedding day, but got beaten up by a KGB agent at the same time. <laughs> it's no quite, reason. it's quite for no reason at all. It's quite heartbreaking. Um, but, but so once again, our, our three heroes now have uh, have escaped, um, and are, are waiting in Italy to cross the Alps on their next invention. This is the point when Natalia um, is 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 wondering why a lot of kids are looking at her a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, I imagine they're looking at a lot because she's Barbara Carrera, you know, a yeah, fan of, of dads in the 1980s. But <laughs> <laughs> beyond that, they're looking at her a lot and, and they realise that when they show her a comic that she is Laser Lady. Uh, yeah. Two two points I have with this. One, that's a hell of a quick publication turnaround. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's also a massive leap of faith to assume that someone who's drawn and looks a little bit like you... But they've, they've, exactly he's you. drawn an attractive brunette in a spacesuit and, yeah. and from that the kids have thought... <laughs> Yeah. That this lady in in normal ski gear, who's also a brunette, is laser lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she is. But she is, and 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 this is the interesting thing as well. They they 
really played it very light because normally you'd think at this point in the movie this is the um the the the, the testing point you know when she realizes she's been deceived she yeah. breaks out with him she has it out with him their their relationship is compromised maybe she runs away back to kids you want stuff she basically she goes to harry what's going on and they walk off say oh let me explain this to you and they have a little chat and the next yeah. and the next scene they're all it's, having it's supper dinner, and, and, yeah. they're, and they're all happy and she's talking about how wonderful their life is and yeah. it's like, oh oh that that, that big reveal. I mean, that's very understanding right that's it she's give, put give, her life yeah in the hands of an incompetent who admittedly now is the world's best spy yeah but for someone who's clearly been fantasizing about her uh, in <laughs> <Yeah>. comic books <laughs> and she's cool with it <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's why my dad really liked her because <laughs> she obviously had very very low um, <laughs> kind of estimation of, of people. She was quite <laughs> happy to accept things, She's and maybe maybe he felt there was a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can go out with a comic book writer who's lied to her throughout yeah. and risked her life. She can go out with a, a middle manager. Um, in a uh, in British Telecom Engineering Department. Indeed, and uh, and who who wouldn't who wouldn't dream of that? <laughs> but um, yeah, they, they, the funny thing is, there was almost a, a, a thread there that that implied that she was somehow romanticised by this. Um, yeah, because it's because so at one point sweet. Yeah, she sort of sweet. Also, she almost liked the idea of being a comic book character because at one point she she goes, "Oh, laser lady would say anything to save Gondor man." And you yeah. thought, "Oh, does she like the idea of that too?" If that had yeah. been foreshadowed anywhere else, that like she yeah. liked reading fiction or she she even liked American comics because she keeps talking about the things she likes in America. If she'd said, "I really like you know American comics, Superman, yeah. Batman is my favorite," um, that would have helped. Um, you know, it's established. Cost them a lot of money for the copyright though to say that. No, he mentions Superman. Superman, you can mention oh, Superman. That's that's free IP. If he appears, that's a bit more. But uh, yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's it's things like that that uh, would maybe would have set up why she wasn't completely outraged and aghast yeah. at this. But anyway, that's, that's glossed over. Also, again, Woody was drawing her like two days before he invented the character, and within that time, it's been printed, published, <laughs> and in the hands of Italian children to be enraptured yeah. by. So that's yeah, that's, that's, pre- that's pretty good pre-internet. It is. It is actually. Yeah, not 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 only in the hands of children, right, yeah. which is amazing enough to get it out there, but yeah. also garnered enough kind of worldwide hubbub yeah. to bring about a kind of crescendo of interest yeah. in children, as if to, this laser lady character has been, she's, you know, she's part of the comic book canon, yeah. where it's clearly been published in a day. Yeah, and again, uh, the in the real world, that's still in a Parisian post office with yeah. a stamp on it, waiting to go to the American <laughs> publishers for proof copy, proof copy editing. But notwithstanding, yeah. she's worked at that, and in fact, uh, she's not the only one to find out about the comics because um, now uh, Krokov has also found out that his arch nemesis is a comic book writer, which yeah. um, has not made him too happy. But on the other hand, um, <laughs> so that was the first scene when he's yelling, saying he's a writer of comic books. But um, but the next thing he finds out is uh, is Oliver Reed, you know, tapping his upper lip thoughtfully with a riding crop as he's solved the plan because he's like, I know where they will go. They will cross the Alps at this point because he, he's been reading um, Bazooka Boy meets Hannibal Smith, which is uh, Woody's other invention. Um, and and from this, so not only is Woody copying what he's doing in the comics, he's also directly picking all the locations <laughs> he goes as well. 
So maybe he is more incompetent than we think. Well, you think, but it's, yeah, maybe it's a double bluff, like you know that 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 plot twist in uh, in Basic Instinct, where um, Sharon Stone writes a murder. She, she yeah. sexes someone to death in a book, and then five years later she does the same thing. And they think, well, what? that's my perfect alibi. Why would I put it in a book? Maybe it's the same thing with Condor Man. Interesting but... you should say sexing someone to death, because <laughs> that actually was my dad's preferred way of dying as well. Not <laughs> 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 I was expected to hear in the review of Condor Man. <laughs> Notwithstanding. Um, so Oliver Reed has now worked out that... Um, where they're going so they basically they're able to they they they, they travel across here's the here's, here's the next invention and i have to admit it's not as impressive as the condor mobile no. because the next invention is they go to a cable car which apparently <laughs> will just cross the alps because you know cable it's cars, really not it, a great invention it's, it's, so it's a cable so they're, they're in a cable car station with the cables going over the mountains and he brings out a small <laughs> cable portal portable Basically, you, you hook it on a cable car rig and it's, it's and you so stand rubbish. on it and, it and it poodles you across and i'm thinking Behind you is a cable car. Yeah. <laughs> so much more useful being in a cable car as yeah. opposed to like a little pogo stick on a bike. Because him and Harry are clinging onto each other because they've only brought two. And even though they knew there was three of them coming, <laughs> Natalia is going across on her own one. And so they're basically dangling over the Alps on these little pogo sticks on as the cable car. To a cable car, which is right next to them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And and even worse, yeah, uh, this has allowed Krokov and uh, Morovyac uh, to to set up an ambush because Morovyac is there with a sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Managed to shoot. Um, doesn't go for the headshot, but decides to shoot the the connecting bit of Harry and Woody's cable car, a pogo stick, um, <laughs> and and they they fall down into the snow, um, at which Natalia is uh, is is distraught, and then she's immediately apprehended by the KGB and flown off in the helicopter. And interesting side note from this, um, and I'm I'm sorry if this makes uh, Oliver Reed less gentleman in your father's eyes, but apparently Oliver Reed didn't feel that the actress Barbara Carrera was sufficiently emoting distress when she saw she was meant to look out the helicopter and see oh, yeah. Woody in the in the in the snow. So he pretended he was going to push her out of the helicopter. <laughs> Really? Apparently so. This is one of those those um those behind the scenes stories. And the and the cutback when um when Natalia is looking upset and hitting yeah. hitting Krokov is Natalia's genuine reaction to really? really being pushed out of a helicopter by Oliver oh, Reed. No, I might watch that again. <laughs> See it in a different light then. Yeah, I did rewatch it when I learned that story and I I gotta tell you, she doesn't look happy. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't, would you? <laughs> Well, well, also with Oliver Reed, think... Oliver Reed didn't think that she was emoting enough. He might have just have been hammered. <laughs> Thought it was a fun thing to do. You never know. Although, yeah, well, he's he's giving a performance. He looks, you know, he looks solemn and not too yeah. bothered that she's yeah. punching him. <laughs> Maybe he couldn't feel anything by that point. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, so um, we're we're going into our, our moment of despair. So N- Natalia was apprehended. Um, and Woody and Harry, the you know the, the operation's been scrubbed. They're being recalled back to to CIA and KGB, but they've got CIA in Paris. But they've got they've got one day left or two days left before their their time is up. And Woody wants one more shot at this, um, which he convinces Harry to go along with. And here's here's the interesting final. Well, hang on, go, I don't think we've I don't think we've focused enough on the fact that they've oh they've yes fallen, they've fallen <laughs> about four hundred feet uh, and and being left for dead and then they just get up oh, when yes, everyone's I, gone yes Not I, I, I skipped over on. that it was soft powder it happened it happened the same in Frozen you can you can fall a long way if you fall into soft powder <laughs> yes I did skip over that yeah they survived they, they survived their shot so Morovyac should have gone for the shot yes. un- unhurt well, well yeah they uh, Harry does sound a bit shaken that's as close as you get to, to the Veritas <laughs> um 
So yes, having survived and shaken, um, now it is all is lost. They've lost Natalia, but and the operations are scrub. But Woody wants one more shot at this. Um, so they're now in um, Oliver Reed's Monte Carlo mansion when he explains his plan that he will he will save Natalia's life, but she'll be forever his prisoner. Um, <laughs> I'm, laughing, that... I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's ridiculous. <laughs> Which bit? He comes dressed as an Arab. <laughs> oh, you've jumped ahead. Yes, so his marvellous plan... I can't help it. His marvellous, his plan to infiltrate the Monte Carlo oh, mansion, where, where Oliver Reed, the KGB, are essentially running a, a cheese and wine evening. Um, is, is, is <laughs> him and... cheese and wine. <laughs> because he says, he says to Natalia, Natalia, you will stay with me forever and play the part you were born to play, the perfect yeah. hostess. It's like, you uh-huh. did all this to get a hostess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So she, yeah, she's putting the ball gown, um, and and yes, and into this come Woody and Harry dressed as comic book Arabs. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're like they, wealthy shakes. They, they come as well as she shakes, um, and this is their, this is this is step one of their plan to infiltrate the mansion as well as she shakes. Um, at which point Harry it's will totally... blow will, will blow up um, some pre pre preset explosives, and yeah. I've got to say the joke of Arabs coming into Europe and blowing stuff up has not aged well. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Can you imagine that would happen now? <laughs> well, okay. Can you imagine the, the Can you imagine like I don't know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio kind of blacking up? That's the thing. Uh, he's not just in he's not just in bedroom robes, is he? He's got an artificial nose and a little goatee beard, and he's got the boot polish on his face too. It's, it's awful. <laughs> this, he does accent and it, oh he does yeah, yes he's actually, actually I think his bedroom accent is better than his American one is, yeah yeah but um, but but this is um, this this is also the fact that we, and we've just described how he looks keep this image in your mind because this is the moment when Natalia breaks his heart because he, he kind of sneaks away and says Natalia it's me it's Woody I'm here to rescue you and she pretends to be outraged this is kind of the, the breakup scene we thought we were going to get when she yeah. says she, she, you're a hopeless dreamer you're a writer of comic books and I don't want you know, nothing more to do with you um, and then Oliver she walks back with Oliver Reed and then she sends him a secret code a code word that, uh, that they had when they said you, know, you bring the dust desk and I'll bring the dip um, yeah. <laughs> and, and at this point the, the, you know, the, the veil falls from his eyes and he knows that she really does love him and so now he's in full Arab costume when he just looks at the camera and goes yes yes I'll bring the dip <laughs> and he knows he's in love with him this is peculiar for several reasons one the scene I've just described <laughs> when he, yeah. he looks but also she, she's you know the idea that she she pretended to be outraged to save his life and then immediately turns back on it is odd yeah. because yeah, if like odd. if he was taken prisoner by Oliver Reed and she made up all that to save his life that that's your your rationale for it to happen the yeah. fact that she immediately said it and then went back on it was like you just wanted that moment where he goes I'll bring the tip for some yeah. reason yeah because yeah, it wasn't half an hour later in a different yeah. place it's in the same breath she's a few yards away yeah when she says that, yeah. when she turns around, unless she thought, and unless she thought, Woody she's just, with, yeah. he's with Krokov at the time. Yeah, she wasn't with Krokov when she turns when she breaks no. his heart. She is no. with Krokov when she gives him the code word that she's not going to break his heart. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going with the fact. I'm going with the fact that she thought Woody was exceptionally dim and would take several hours to work out her code word. <laughs> so that was about. She thought, you know, he'll be away. I'll be free and clear, and then yeah. he'll work out that I loved him. So he, yeah. he he jumped ahead way too quickly for her. No, I know. Um, but at this point, yeah, Harry the Arab blows up the mansion, <laughs> <laughs> and they, um, and the, and then so that that's Woody's cue to grab Natalia and basically run to the roof. 
yeah. uh, because beneath his uh, beneath his, his Bedouin robes, he's he's got the Condor Man suit Mark II. This one where really will fly. Uh, so he he flings out his wings, um, and Natalia basically throws her arms around him and says, "I want to go to rest with you." Um, so then he he. I'm going to say he soars off the roof, but he doesn't. He, no, he, he stands doesn't. on the roof and flaps his, his wings up and down while a, yeah. a hidden wire lifts him up. Yeah, it yeah. Is, it is the, when you imagine what the cartoon condom did of the titles, when, when this guy was swooping towards yeah. the screen, it is the least dynamic way a man can fly. <laughs> Think the exact opposite of something graceful. <laughs> <laughs> Think, if you like, of, my, of, of Frank Spencer suspended yeah. on a rope, waving yeah. his arms and legs around as he gets dangled over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Um, and that's exactly it. So that's, that's what happened. So we'll assume he fly, him and Natalia soar away from Krokov uh, to meet, to rendezvous with Harry, who's escaped on foot. He, he gets in a car, um, a rather nifty Rolls Royce, and drives to the, to the docks, at which point he has a three-minute comic scene, Harry, having left the handbrake off his car, yeah, and yeah. it rolls down, this achieves nothing, it rolls <laughs> no down the pier, reason. and he's running, he's running it's, I mean, the actor does it quite comically, he's, he's trying to stop the car, he tries to jump in, decides that's a daft idea, and jumps back out again, and, but, it, and it rolls but, off the pier and sinks. Yeah. And then he doesn't do anything. No, he, he looks sad, and he realizes yeah. he's just wasted the CIA's money. And he's going to get in trouble with his boss. But it doesn't hinder the plot. It doesn't move no. anything forward, no. and it doesn't change a thing. All so it does... I, I, I was expect, I was thinking he's obviously running after the the car because they need to get in the car to drive off. Yeah. Otherwise, why would he or be maybe, running off? Maybe there's, there's a gadget in there that will save yeah, him or, exactly, or anything. Yeah, They need to get in the car, but they don't. They just get in a boat. Yeah. I, I, I think that it was even in meant fact, to be... In fact, having, having the car go into the, 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 the water is probably better. Yeah. Because it gets rid of all the evidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the two things, again, we can take from that is either he was just very attached to the car, because he does kiss it at one point, because he really <laughs> likes the car, or he thought he was getting in trouble with his boss, who he's in fear of, because it was an expensive guy, he's just yeah. sunk. But I think the, the the meta reason was that James Hampton, the actor, just wanted something funny to do, because he, he doesn't have a lot, and they thought, no. can I just have a car chase bit, where I try and get the car in <laughs> yeah. full? Because it's, it's comically played and memorable, it if is. completely would Again, you talk about the the, the, the Prognoviach market scene, this belongs in another film too, where James Hampton has comic misadventures with cars. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is yeah. yeah. This that scene is in um, a, a, a se- one of the many sequels to Cannonball Run, isn't it? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that scene is from. Or it's a mad, 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 mad world, or something like that. Cannonball Run also having comic Arabs in it. <laughs> yeah, Which also hasn't aged well. And indeed, Roger Moore. There's the, the, the... Oh, there's, yeah, what a golden time eighties were. Um, but but notwithstanding, uh, he's standing standing on the pier without a car, but with a boat and a yacht. Um, and and Woody and, and Natalia land here on the Condor thing, throw off the harness, and they jump into the Condor boat now, which is like the Condor car. It's a bright yellow speedboat. Um, just a boat. It's just a it's a boat with a laser cannon on the back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they're they're chased by the boat version of the Prognoviach. So they're basically instead of black Porsches, Porsches now it's five black speedboats with with rockets on them. Um, and, it's and, the same, basically, isn't it? It's, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the, it's the same. car chase earlier, but it's just boats this time. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> well observed, <laughs> yes. Um, except it's a lot easier to get rid of them for some reason. There's, there's no sense of their being caught. He just pops off the laser cannon. The other boats yeah. don't have them. They have, they have these rather misfiring rocket launchers, which just yeah. create lots of pretty smoke. And he just mows them down. It's, it's quite carnage. <laughs> because unlike, also unlike the car scene, where you could tell how many cars there were and where they were, here yeah. it's just they roam around Monte Carlo Pier, um, Monte Carlo Harbour, and there's just black smoke and burning boats everywhere. It's like you know, them Pearl Harbour. 
It is, yeah. It's like the longest day that they've just they've just come up yeah. on on the Normandy yeah. beaches. At which point they meet the uh, the final uh, the final villains. Um, Krokov and, and Morovich have got their own black speedboat, um, yeah. which is somehow more threatening to all the others, despite that they've still got their laser cannon on the Condor mobile. Um, but so, but they're charging. They're, they're trying to be airlifted out. They've now got a helicopter. That they've hooked the Condor boat too, and they want to be airlifted off. But Morovich is driving like a madman towards them, and they they think it's going to be a problem. So um, at which point Oliver Reed jumps off the boat into the pier. Morovich just misses the boat as it's airlifted away and smashes into the rock. So striking up another kill for Woody there. But so that's Morovich dead on the rocks in a fiery explosion. But Krokov is left flailing in the in the water. The, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like oh ah, they, they fly over and laugh at him as if, as if yeah. that was no big deal. It's like oh Krokov oh. looks like you're all washed up. <laughs> Barbara Carrera is genuinely laughing at Oliver Reed because he's fallen into the water and she's got her own back. Um, and and so it concludes they're now in America and Talia is you know now an American citizen. Um, and and there's there's a and the CIA have now decided that. Uh, this Condor man is a true agent. We've got another job for him, and it, you know, it freeze frames when Harry's offering Woody the next Condor man adventure, which yeah. which you may be spoiling isn't the birth of a new franchise. <laughs> <laughs> although that's what it was clearly aiming for, wasn't it? <laughs> Given that survives, although we don't quite know how. And yeah, and um, there's yeah the end bit where there's going to be further adventures of Condor man. Yeah. And well, and thus concludes the story of Condor man. Um, Good. It, it was. It was. It was. Brisk. <laughs> we packed a lot into that, as indeed did. in the film of Condor Man. But I think now the time's going to take a break and we will find out why I chose this film <laughs> and indeed what we thought of it. <laughs> Join us then. Welcome back, dear listener. We've rattled through the synopsis of uh, Condor Man um, and we move swiftly on to uh, the analysis of the film. Um, but before we begin that, I'd like to know, Hugh, why you chose Condor Man. Indeed, why I chose Condor Man. Well, again, the, th- the, the broad theme of films that I choose on my months is generally nostalgia. Yeah. I would say this film, more than any others, has had more heavily weighted towards nostalgic feeling. <laughs> uh, is, is this the most nostalgic film you've chosen? Uh, that, you know, there are other films about which I felt more nostalgic. I think the the two-hour epic of Too Late the Hero um, is, is indication that I felt quite strongly about that <laughs> film. But I'd say this was the film that I literally just, not picked off the cap, but picked not delving too deep, but just thinking, I remember that film. I haven't seen it since I was like six. I'd like to yeah. see if what what, uh, what I'd look like with these eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was nostalgia. But also, actually, I did have some more rational reasons for picking it. Um, mostly uh, was the idea, again, I'm... Now that with the Marvel juggernaut has taken over movies, you know, forever yeah. and always, um, I'm I am interested in what the superhero movies were like before they got good. Again, it was yeah. one of the reasons why we chose Santa Claus the movie. Um, yes, uh, quickly down and, 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 and Darkman uh, as well. Darkman, yeah, um, yeah. So obviously, Santa Claus the movie was not quite a superhero movie, but it was the same theme by the Superman yeah. Four team. Darkman itself was a, a pre, you know, Batman one. Yeah. So <clears throat> I am interested in how they do superhero movies when they didn't really know what they were doing. Um, and Condor Man certainly fits into that that um, that slot in some ways. So it's worth looking at to see what what they got wrong. Um, and also, again, just as you know, as a as an idle idea, is I am interested in in 
sort of failed vehicles for for successful actors. Yeah. Um, mostly, you know, how how they 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 do say actually, you know, for every George Clooney, there's there's twenty David Carusos, um, and yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's it is a case of. <laughs> If you can be very successful and very popular in a certain field, um, the lines have blurred more now between television, you know, um, yeah, you're like right. Netflix and things like movies. You yep. can just transition between them. Um, but you know, previous to that, when in movies were movies and TV was TV, you had to make an awful leap to get across that, and it mostly yeah. failed. You know, the thing had like say, Drop Dead Fred was Rick Mail's chance oh, to to that's do exactly. It, to, I was going to yeah, I was going to use that exact example. Yeah, and it and it and it falls flat. And other yeah. again, this, so this I think was clearly you know Michael Crawford's. Via star vehicle, if you like, yeah. um, and and clearly didn't work. So I'm, I'm interested in how they work or don't work as well. Uh, so that's probably three reasons: nostalgia, superheroes, and how vehicles work. Um, I mean, the interesting thing about Condor Man is that um, it, it isn't really a superhero film, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a spy movie. It's a spoof spy movie, which I think is sold as a superhero film. Well, yeah. This is, I think I wouldn't argue with that at all. And in fact. Um, I, I have I see the original poster, uh, having you know checked out the history of it, and the the top line is it's an action adventure romantic comedy spy story, which <laughs> on, one, on one on one hand I think I think that's I think that's intentionally meant to be everything, yeah. as in in the same way that they called Shaun of the Dead a zom rom com, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. but I think that indicates there was a lot of schizophrenia about this movie in the first place. Um, yeah. So I think we're drifting into the themes now, so we can jump into it. I agree with you in terms of it's not really a superhero movie. And I do wonder, again, I mentioned it in the synopsis, there's that almost very sharp cutoff point when he goes from bumbling fantasist, yeah. that kind of Walter Mitty character, to competent. You know, he's he's not quite James Bond level, but he's certainly above Clouseau level, uh, a, a guy who can operate the spy gadgets and work things out. And it does feel like either it was written by two different teams, or yeah. they they almost lost lost heart in it and thought he, he can't just tumble no. around everywhere. Yeah. We've, got, we've got to make him. These gadgets yeah. have got to fire machine guns and, and flamethrowers yeah. and. Or, or, yeah, or it, it's maybe it's not that they lost heart necessarily, but they they lost the they lost the kind of um, oh, I can't think what the word is, but they they lost the 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 kind of focus of it. They yeah. thought they thought we can't. Yeah, we've we've got to. No, nah, this isn't going to work. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got to be that or that. Yeah, it, you know, but the, the the bumbling one, you can't go on like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it it did feel like that a little bit. Yeah, so because again, irrespective of what they were hoping for, for my money, I would have happily watched the movie of say the first ten minutes, Woody, when he is literally trying to be a, a character he's invented, again, and just doing stupid things and somehow getting away with it. That kind of um, again, it's almost like Clouseau. It's like Disney Clouseau or the uh, naive Clouseau. Clouseau without the kind of the um, the, the arrogance. Is you know, He orders a, a drink in a bar trying to look like a hard man and it comes out flaming yeah. and he's no idea what to do with it. He, he... Yeah, because it's funny and it's yeah. endearing. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, and it, it's actually, it's, if, you, if you like, it's a lot more British, that kind of humour. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you'd imagine like, you know, Tony Hancock or Leonard Roster would play these kind of characters who think they're great but actually aren't. Yeah. And in fact, the character he yeah. becomes is much more American in that he yeah. makes a few wisecracks, but he basically gets through it. Um, so it is an interesting that shift as well. Is and, and maybe maybe that's part of the um, the reason why it it didn't work because uh, yeah, I mean in in the, as a kind of commercial vehicle. Yeah. Because yeah, we should mention uh, this was this was a horrendous financial failure. It's a horrendous flop. Yeah. I mean, it cost me like fourteen million dollars to make, which is a huge yeah. amount of money. And in fact, and I'm, it, sure, I'm sure the reason it, it has this nostalgia value for me and anyone of my generation was it got sold on very quickly to television and yeah, got shown yes, every bank holiday because it was dead cheap to make. Imagine they just wanted to yeah. recoup. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. But it, it's because you, you re- realistically you have a you have a British actor playing the lead yeah. in what is a big budget American blockbuster. Yeah, and it's because it it, it isn't it isn't a British film. Yeah. In in any way, shape, or form. I mean, although Michael Crawford is in it, yeah. there are no British characters in it. Yeah. Um, although Oliver Reed's in it, he you know there are no British characters in in the yeah. film necessarily, and it's a very American film. But I think because they have hired Michael Crawford, who was known most of all at that time, I would have thought, yeah. as Frank Spencer, yeah. that they would obviously have hired him as a Frank Spencer type. Or had that image in their heads. Yeah, I mean, he's always a comic actor. He, again, he's now probably almost as famous or more famous for his musical theatre. For his musicals, yeah, yeah, but, but, his kind of circus yeah. style. But he doesn't break into song now. But um, but no. but that yeah, you're exactly right. And it's but the, you know the beginning. If you like about you know how that's how not movie... American though is it? That's not American. No, the the, the that's, bumbling. That's my point. Yeah, the but the bumbling the bumbling amateur who 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 gets yeah. through it is a very British trope, and it would work yeah. that way. Um, and you're right. It's it's. And what I think about it in terms of superheroes, because it's almost like if you, you know, you paint the Condormobile black instead of bright yellow, and you give him just a hang glider backpack instead of a Condor yeah. suit, yeah. it's not really superhero. It's just a guy with gadgets, and it's almost yeah. like they were trying to, I don't know, excuse the gadgets by making it a superhero, because it isn't. It isn't like a superhero origin story or a superhero movie. There were no bad villains to be like. He's fighting the KGB. It's a Cold War thing. Um, yeah. But it's almost. Yeah, like he has the... no superpowers, does he? You yeah. know, he, he, can't, he can't fly really. Yeah. He's not super strong or anything like that. Yeah. Funny if I was, I was almost prepared for him to do something like that because again, his ability, you know, of Woody himself, the character, he's a, a, a creator, an artist, and has written mm. a lot of fantasy stories. None of that came into play because there was one point when they're in jail and he he mutters to himself, "Oh, go for boy, what would you do now?" Um, yeah. And you think that's going to lead on to the fact he will use a former story of his or some kind of yeah. creative inventiveness yeah. or some kind of. Art artistry and he does none of that doesn't, um, he, he doesn't draw in any of the skills of Woody the person he all he does you know he, he gets a machine gun and blows up boats which is I imagine not a skill you teach you in art school um, <laughs> no. so it's, it's, it's like a, he doesn't do anything that you'd imagine so this is why I think it's, it's a it is a very confused film about who the protagonist is and what he's able to do because it is yeah. like the moment the condom mobile races out of the gypsy track you've got a James Bond film that's a bit more brightly coloured and a bit more or again it's more like Disney Bond because you know, the kissing well, is very chaste it's oriented James yeah. Bond film the yeah. kids are very chaste you don't see the villains get killed there's, no, there's it's not no it's, there's no bl- yeah so it, it's, it's and again I'll, part of the reason this appealed to me as a kid was it's just that it's a kid's Bond film and I, um, and I'll come later on whether it succeeds in those terms but I, I'd imagine again showing it to my kids now they'd probably think the colours were a bit dull but actually they'd probably get on board with it they, you know, the idea of, of blowing up cars and, and doing right, yeah. I think yeah I think it has that appeal so I don't think it's completely off its mark you know to an adult audience this is what I think it, it was it was budgeted and billed for an adult audience and it doesn't yeah. work but as a Disney film as a you know a, a Disney after a Sunday afternoon Disney film to watch it's not a it's not appalling as a family movie there's nothing offensive in there no, no, no. <laughs> Arabs blowing things up notwithstanding well yeah but there yeah. wasn't anything offensive for the early 80s yeah yeah <laughs> I, I suppose the only thing I would say on that is it is quite a there's nothing there's nothing offensive in it and yeah he's effectively a kids it's a kids film but it was it was i think made as an adult film and you can kind of see that in the sense that they've cast barbara carrera yeah. as a sex symbol yeah. and it's and it, it, it it's it is not raunchy don't get me wrong but for a disney film of that era it's more it's perhaps more sexualized than i was expecting it to be um in in that regard so i don't know there's it's not completely innocent yeah. Um... I, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not. 
it's not there's nothing there's nothing weird there (laughs) but but at the same time you know i could imagine like the disney um ceo in talking about the fact that what we want to do is want to get we want, and it worked because my dad liked the film and he liked <laughs> yeah i think um, i think it's might be a case of the apple not falling far from the tree <laughs> let's get barbara carrera in it and you know see i don't know stuff stuff like that and and i think casting oliver reed is another example of that as well as in the fact that yeah it's a kid's film but he's you know, he's a he's a thespian and a, a kind of like someone who takes risks and that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, I again, I don't know the full production story, but again, I'd left out because it 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 does seem to be flying all over the place in terms of those those kind of the the, the theme and the structure and what it's going for. Because again, yeah. the the titles, if you well, yeah, that that big Condor Man title, um, it's nicely done. It is nicely done, but it sets up something which the movie then doesn't pay off because the title is, is this big yeah. chrome condor man sign that lowers down from from the big and then yes it lowers down and then with a bit of bathos clanks down and traps yeah. condor man's yeah. wing and he's and he's trying to pull it out like it's his coat stuck in a doorway yeah so already, yeah. you've but immediately it, got it, this 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 heroism undercut by yeah. reality and you think that's what the movie's about but it's and in the background right. you've got this really punchy soundtrack condor which, man which, yeah do, do, do. And you think, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And it's a Henry Mancini um, uh, theme tune. Yeah. Uh, and, and score, and and you know, it's got a real punch to it. It's got it builds up to a crescendo, and yeah, yeah. As you say, the rotoscope at the start looks really good. You think, wow, this is. Hang on, this might be brilliant. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and then you watch the film. <laughs> But, but again, it's 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 almost yeah, it's hard to pick. It's it's clearly just I keep saying this. It's it's such a dichotomy between everything in it, who they cast, how they presented it, how they how they flip it. Because yeah, you if you yeah you start with that boat chase, you know, of, of the music going Condor Man. You think this is just about a superhero who's Condor Man who can beat mm. anybody. But then you flip back to say the early scenes of Istanbul or the gypsy yeah. scene, and you think yeah. this is about a bumbling idiot who's <laughs> pretending to yeah. be Condor Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, yeah. yeah it's all over the place isn't it all over I mean, the place yeah it's all over the place in terms of its script it's all over the place in terms of the acting in it the acting veers on the one hand you've got oliver reed who is you know as i've mentioned is is obviously flaming drunk but <laughs> but he, he but his performance is great yeah you know it's, it's really over the top but necessarily so and then the the other side of that you've got michael crawford who who for some reason is 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 cast as an american and his american accent is like a it's like an american frank spencer <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work it, it doesn't feel right you can't take it seriously in that regard and then you've got barbara carrera in the middle who you know for all her virtues isn't the greatest actor i've ever seen and she uh, again i imagine again she she's eastern europeans in in origin but was pro, but she must have been asked ramp up the accent a lot because she she is yeah. uh, totally doing it um bring me moose and squirrel uh, <laughs> yeah, um yeah. kind of just yeah her accent is very 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 russian so, so you're right so so the 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 storytelling is all over the place yeah. the script is all over the place the acting is all over the place interestingly the the, 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 loca- the, 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 the locations are all over the place too in the literal yeah. sense because yeah. it's 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 fresh like a Bond movie because I remember hearing this thing about um, Bond is 
as not only does Bond go to international locations, he never goes back. Someone, someone writer was saying, I once you know had Bond have to go back to the same location he was been to, and the director said, no, no, Bond never goes back. He always goes forward. He he never returns to the same location. And it was the same here. They go from Yugoslavia or Istanbul to Yugoslavia to Rome to Monte Carlo, and he doesn't ever return back to where he is. So it's you know it is that flow of a Bond movie where he goes to exotic locations um, with gadgets and girls. Barbara Carrera, who later became a Bond girl, um, yeah. Which was almost inevitable, I guess. Yeah, which, so, yeah. which, and it, it's it's in many ways, yeah, a Bond movie. It's it's a Disney Bond movie, but it's it's certainly the leading man doesn't have the charm to carry it off. The leading villain yeah. is playing it almost too straight to be. Even, you know, yeah. you, you put Oliver Reed in a, you put Oliver Reed's character rather in a Bond movie, and people would say he's playing it a bit straight for a Bond movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not. Yeah, it's totally. It, it's like it's like he decided that he wasn't going to play the role that the script suggested. He, he was going to play a, yeah, it as he, he wanted to, and he was going to play it... You know, to, I think Oliver Reed thinks he's in an 18-certificate film. <laughs> it could be like Tinker Taylor. I mean, he could just be the, yeah. the, the Russian boss of that, and it would, it, you'd pop him in there, and it would be no different. Um, <laughs> it would be different, yeah. It would but be but be he's jumping out of speedboats. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. The other thing I was going to mention as well is that we've talked about the budget of it, $14 million in the early 80s, you know, yeah. big budget, probably one of the biggest budget films of that particular year. It obviously tanked at the box office, but despite the money that's in it, yeah. It it isn't it has not aged well, um, in terms of its special effects and in terms of its kind of. I think the budget must have gone on location, because they are lit. They are in some beautiful locations, yeah. but you know you can you I can would, see. I would, the... I would say yes on yes and no to that. I think the the condor suit is awful, um, and it, I think it looked awful then. I mean, it just looked so papery and kite like yeah, it didn't look like it was i mean the thing is it was you know it was the 80s they had hand gliders there they knew what what something yeah. they, they knew what an apparatus to suspend a human being looked like and what well, kind I mean, of material you I, need I, i'm not joking Hugh, when i say that in my mum and dad's council house in um the early 80s i remember the wallpaper being that color <laughs> and uh, and pattern yeah you're not wrong um but so that's awful um, I think the boat thing isn't bad. It's, it's not terribly well shot, but it's, it's decent. I think the car chase actually holds up quite well. I know he's, he's pressing very large computerized buttons, but I think uh, with the car chase, actually, partly because you know how to shoot car chases easier then, but they're going through yes. the, the Yugoslavian mountains. Um, they do make up for the deficit of not being able to do stuff by clever camera tricks. You, know, you have that thing where you see the camera's period, like it's um, the French Connection chase, and yeah. and a few yeah. things like that. And again, the the, the Prognoviach appear in a very sinister way. So, but but yeah. I, I but I, I would I would I would counter that with that. I agree with you. That car chase is very good. Uh, it's yeah. it's very effective. But a car chase is about how you choreograph it. And how you shoot it. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily need to have a big budget to do a really good car chase. So yeah. I've seen plenty of Chuck Norris films with really good car chases in it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, they're good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But... No, you're right there. I'm just thinking in terms of, of what, yeah, what did hold up there? Because again, it's it is funny how yeah, they had the condor build the condor boat, and then just the condor pogo stick on the cables. Um... <laughs> That is the most ridiculous thing. Other, other, again, I'm, I'm... And you can see the cable cars. <laughs> them although i'm going to wind this back to again let, let's say this wasn't for a grown-up audience because even though they intended to be let's say it's for a, you know a child watching a preteen. Yeah. um the condor car is brilliant who, who doesn't want a fact to that's turn their right. boring family car into a racing yeah. car with machine guns on the back that's an automatic cell um 
Likewise, again, the speedboat with the machine gun on the back. Because <laughs> again, he's, yeah. he's, he's not yeah. the driver. He's the kid. You know, he's the, in the back seat where the kid would sit. And once again, yeah. if you're in the back seat and you got to see outside the rivers, you want a little machine gun to you know fire at the cars behind you. Um, and even yeah. the pogo stick, the fact it's something that you you kind of you co-opt a grown-up thing like a cable car, and you've got your little thing yeah. that cranks down the pedals. And I think I think I think I've seen that the kid thinking, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a nice, nice yeah, little I, gadget. Yeah, I agree so, with you. yeah. It is laughable and it is hopeless. I think I, even when I kid though, I saw the Condor Condor Man suit and I thought that looks a bit weird. <laughs> That's naff. Well, he, even the fact you, he didn't even need to flap. You, he had what they you know. <laughs> let's, let's let's assume in the reality of this movie, it's a yeah. hang glider, it's, which is basically what it is. It's a hang glider, yeah. a collapsible hang glider. You just he needs to do is you know pretend to jump off the the building and you know, glide down to the docks. Yeah. The fact he just stands on the building and flaps his arms up and down, yeah. working and the glider, and then kind of lifts up and then, slightly yeah, and, and stumbles up. off. It's, it looks so rubbish. It looks so rubbish. Um, <laughs> and, it does, and, and unfortunately, given that he's Condor Man, he's not Speedboat Man or a racing car driver right. Man. He's Condor exactly. Man. <laughs> the, yeah. the Condor suit really needs to work. Yeah, it does. It, to the extent you'd have thought they might have just changed the title of the film and called him Speedboat Man. Or <laughs> yeah. Speedboat Man. <laughs> Speedboat. Well, they've written they've written the score by that point. You can't fit Speedboat Man into it with a scan. Yeah, it's Speedboat Man. <laughs> ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, ding. Um, I suppose the other thing I wanted to add though that yeah. <clears throat> this, so this is going to sound ridiculous, but there is so much absurdity in the film. There's so much nonsense. There's so much discontinuity in it. It's so discombobulating in its in its stupidity and its narrative dead ends and it, it's poorly it's poorly um acted processes it's bloody entertaining <laughs> <laughs> so that so is true I, we've been very hard on it <laughs> yeah I, I so i i've watched i i've i'm aware of the film condor man i recall watching it quite a few times when i was little as well i can't really remember anything specifically about it until we watched it again so i couldn't i couldn't tell you about the story or the or the scenes in it i just remember i remember I remember some iconic type images like him um, flying off the, the, the Eiffel Tower. I remember that. And I remember um, some of the I think I remember the speedboat chase at the end. So I didn't really remember. I didn't know that Oliver Reed was in it, for example, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but uh, and I remember when I was young, I, I kind of think, yeah, I, I when you said that it was going to be Condor Man, I thought, oh, yeah, I, I think I quite like that. And I, I I don't think I've changed my mind. Um I was I was never bored. I suppose the, the thing is, it is it is it is evidently, it is demonstrably not a good film. Yeah. You know, you know, on an objective level, it is not a good film. But films aren't objective. Um, it it is. I was never bored. I was entertained. I, I've enjoyed talking about it. I think I was laughing my head off at some of the absurdities. When he when he was when he was fighting the goons in the Turkish restaurant, I was yeah. laughing my head off. Yeah. When he when he when he ordered the triple what was it the triple Istanbul or something? Yeah, the, the Istanbul and, Express. That I mean that I think is, is is that was again that was a glimpse of I think what Michael Crawford could have done with the role. Yeah. Because it, it is. It has to be just seen because yeah, the, what they bring on is this, this goblet that is literally on fire, and he it, initially just tries to. Nobody a triple before. No one orders the no no one orders the double, then make it a triple. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But but then he tries to play it off. He like picks up this flaming goblet like that's what he orders every time he's here, and just yeah. tries to discreetly puff out the flame, and then yeah. gives it a, and it's that whole thing like. And, he, and then he just douses yeah. it with his hat and then drinks yeah. it because he has to play it cool in front of, of uh, Natalia. And then he puts his mouth and flames shoot out. 
and it's and it, even that he's still doing surprise square like yeah that happens that's that's fine <laughs> Yeah. And if, if yeah. the whole if the whole movie had been like that, where he's put in the, the ridiculous situations of his own making, that he again it's, it's again it's getting to Clouseau territory, but it's that kind of comedic comic stuff he'd bring to it. It's, it's yeah. very funny. Well, if you know if if it had if it had been if it had been the first half an hour throughout the whole film, it, it would have got a lot of crombie heads from me. The fact, <laughs> the fact that it changes a bit means that it, you know it's 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 not it's not going to be five stars. Spoiler alert! It's not going to be a five star film. But but e- even the second half of the film, it had its it's definitely had its moments, and I liked I liked um I liked the um the way that um, Hampton is introduced into the kind of the duo and, and what he adds to it. I liked, I liked, I don't know why, but I found his costume when he came as the Monte Carlo cop hilarious for some reason. It's not even really that funny, but I just think it's just the, 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 the kind of build up of stupid things in the film that are just presented at completely face value. It just lowered my defences to the extent that I was open to having a man dressed up as a kind of Inspector Clouseau type cop. Because he's, he's full on. He's he's got he's got a, he's got a fake nose and a moustache and a pipe and a hat and a beer gut. And he he is he is he doesn't look anything like the actor. Um, and 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 then once again, as as they, as they did, they literally give it away within a minute. We're not we're not left wondering who is this Monte Carlo cop who's taken him. He handcuffs them all and then just leans in the ring saying, "It's Harry, it's me." <laughs> and and you'd think you'd get at least five minutes business out of the fact that they're with this extra cop and they don't know who it is. But no, it's like immediately it's like that thing we built out here it is. Which again, and, which again and, implies that it, it's written for children because children yeah. wouldn't have that patience with that set of payoff. They'd no, you're want right. You're right. It, it's, it's all this kind of stuff is because again, with the mention of Talia, both breaking Woody's heart and then unbreaking it, that's yeah. perfect for a child's attention span, which, which is just yeah. what you want. Well, see, then I was going to move on to the bit at the mansion where they're dressed, they're dressed as rich shapes, <laughs> and again, it's ah, oh, it, you know, objectively at face value, it is. It's awful and it's cringeworthy, but it's it's played so straight <laughs> that I can't help but I can't help but kind of be endeared by it. So so I've got to admit that that when when it finished, I was I was I was well up for I was well up for it. I was well entertained. I was I was sat there. I was sat there thinking, yeah, yeah. Where did the time go? <laughs> oh, it was, and I was not expecting that. No. Um... I, so, I'd, I'd agree okay. with you in terms of yeah how how it makes you feel afterwards is is often yeah. a good indication of a movie and though there you know there are many many flaws we've picked over them and and really identified oh, there are, them but there are. it's how you feel after a movie yeah you know, it's, and it's... I I I I can if someone said to me this is the worst film I've ever seen in my entire life I couldn't argue with them I mean, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd probably get them a dance from the dark DVD and they'd say watch this <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know yeah. objectively. I, I might I disagree with them, but I'd also yeah. go. Well, I get where you're coming from. There, yeah, it's it's an awful film. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But equally, if someone came up to me and said, "You know what? That was brilliant. I had a I had a right laugh watching that. It's one of my favourite films." Equally, I wouldn't. I couldn't. No, again, I, I wouldn't agree with them. But I'd get where they were coming from. Yeah. And that's the absurdity. And this, I think, is this is the only film that we've reviewed on Weekend at Crombies where. I have been absolutely sure that it's a terrible film and, and, and everything about it is terrible. But I'm absolutely sure as well that the emotional connection it, it brought out of me means that I can't objectively state it was a terrible film. That's very good. You know, and, and that, that's, a, that's an old thing. You know, of all the other films that have been um, 
I don't know, films that were unsuccessful. It, th- things like Too Late the Hero, for example, yeah. is, is is not a terrible film. Well, that is a very film against well, some people. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's a very, very well-made film. Whether yeah. you like it is another matter, but it's yeah. a very well-made film. In fact, you know, e- e- even uh, Dancing in the Dark, I do get your point on that, but it's yeah. a different kind of film in that context. Yeah. This... This is something else. This is something else. This is this is a car crash of a movie that, for some reason, has all the bits have been put back in the wrong place, uh, upside down. Different different parts of different films have been put in there, and um, it it looks. And in the end, it looks like you know, it looks like that car in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and you kind of <laughs> want to get in it and give it a go. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think actually, interestingly, again, given the the year, that the the premise of Weekend at Crombies was to take films that were were un- unloved or unsuccessful and to look at them again to find the hidden gems. Yeah, it's not like there are hidden gems in here. It was it was clearly unsuccessful, but it's not like you would say. And there was this scene that was so dramatically successful, you must watch it. <laughs> yeah. But it's well, not the but yeah. village scene, perhaps, but that's yeah. about four seconds long. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but if if someone said you know let's sit down and watch Condor Man I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't run out of the room it's like okay let's watch Condor Man then. Uh, look yeah I'll be honest with you uh, if someone said to me now do you want to watch Condor Man again we'll, we'll have a few beers we'll watch Condor Man I'll be like, all right <laughs> let's get the beers in. it's a, it's a film to watch when you've you know if you if you yeah <laughs> it's just it's alcohol, that kind yeah. of film a few beers watch it that's yeah. a good laugh yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's terrible, and, and and I don't mean to be condescending either. I'm not watching it, taking the Mickey out of it. Yeah, I'm genuinely because I don't really like watching films that are so bad they're good. No, the hate watching doesn't thing. But now, now yeah, I'm, I'm literally. This re- is, I don't mean it. I, I I have fondness for this. I'm replaying in my head now the Arab escape scene, and it's it's just hilarious. <laughs> it is. There's it's one hilarious. point where they, where they they lock the door. And then, um, and then Krokov and his all thugs they're doing, shoot. All they're doing is locking the door with keys, though. But then, tiny, but then, the guys then, have got guns. Then, then, then the next scene, Krokov and his thugs shoot the lock a lot, and then they send one of the henchmen through the door. The lock's still intact, <laughs> having been shot a lot. Yeah, and, I, I was and there's a number it, of scenes actually. The the, the scene when they because they're, they're on the roof and they're trying to get away, and Crocker and his henchmen are going through door by door to yeah. chase after them. Everyone who bursts through the door falls over. So you have this scene <laughs> of Oliver Reed trying to look determined, walking over people and bits of door, and it's clearly a bit of a struggle because he's not keen on his footing. He's probably not sure on his footing for other reasons too. But it's, just, it's, yeah. it's that it's like it's 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 very funny. <laughs> It is, and I I hadn't realised that um, obviously the the um, Woody Wilkins dressed as uh, this this <laughs> Middle Eastern shape. He's got, he's got his um he's got his like gown on obviously, and uh, it, he looks really, he looks massive. Yeah. He looks like he's got a fat suit on underneath. Um, and it's only until he took it off I realised he's wearing the Condor Man suit that then extends out with the arms. Yeah. So it's got to be huge. Yeah. This sheet he's wearing has got to be like you know. Double king size. Well, as, as he's escaping before that happens, you can see he's wearing bright yellow boots. Yeah. <laughs> so either that's you know that could be good foreshadowing there, or just the fact they didn't costume very well. Uh, so what can I say? I mean, in that regard, I know we we have been hard on it, and I I kind of wanted to get your kind of sense of it as well because um, I I wasn't sure. Uh, 
I think you you would have thought that I would have absolutely hated this. I again, um, I, I, I I was concerned from the get go when when I, I saw the little cartoon <laughs> Birdman yeah. flying around Paris. I thought, oh my god, what have I done again? <laughs> yeah. I, I I had I had images of you being really nervous watching the film all the way through, and not enjoying it because you thought I'd hate it. And actually, I didn't hate it at all, and yeah. it was a right, it was a right royal laugh. That's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That 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 yeah. does help. Um, I <laughs> if I only picked films I thought you'd enjoy, I would never watch anything. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, certainly have watched yeah. Newsies. <laughs> yeah, Newsies were clear in my mind when I was watching this again. Oh my god, this is going to go two for two here, aren't I? Um, <laughs> I think, I think with me again, it was because I generally have quite a good memory for films. I I knew all the scenes that were coming, and I'd seen this a few times as a, a child, so I'd, I'd I'd cemented it in there. So it was just interesting to see it as a through a grown-up's eyes and to just pick out all the things like. Why, you know, it was almost like watching it with knowing the language of films like when Natalia yeah. found out she was Laser Lady knowing what should happen in a film this should be the moment they they at least confront each other or have a breakup and instead it's dealt with in a very Disney movie way where the kindly kindly father figure takes her for a little walk and off camera solves the problem um, yeah. and yeah. it was it was interesting in that sense because to me it feels like because you know you get those sort of Disney made for TV movies um, and yeah and or Hallmark films or something. Yeah, well, I mean, Disney yeah. did a whole lot of their kind of movies like they don't Digby, the world's greatest dog. Oh and yes, kind of yes, I know what you mean. Yes. That kind of level, yeah. and that's the level I assumed it was on. I didn't know it was a, a major release that cost a lot of money, or even yeah. Oliver, who Oliver yeah. Reed was, because to me, Michael Crawford was a TV star, therefore he was in a TV movie. So I, I judged the whole thing on the level of that scale, and on that scale. Again, I, I quite enjoyed it. Watching it now, it was more the case of, oh, this was meant to be a movie. They were trying to do things yeah. here. Yeah. They really didn't do them well, well at all. Um, no, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. But maybe that's the may, maybe maybe if you can still watch it, yeah, with your with through the eyes of the your kind of eight year old self, yeah, and just because sometimes a, a movie a movie has its own life outside of the movie that's made right yeah. so kind of irrespective of what they intended the movie to be if you watch it and as a youngster you see it as a kind of tv movie in a kind of disney style it's okay that that's what it is yeah yeah you know and and as you say it's only when you become older and cynical and, and know the kind of system and 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 you have that film language behind you that you realize that yeah this was not supposed to be this and it's and they made a really bad error it doesn't take away the fact that what you put into the film might not be any different to the first time you watched it yeah that's interesting because that I, I wonder if they if they had made it now um if it was made right now and they picked you know a tv comic actor you know who's going to semi-serious stuff and they got a respective thespian to be the villain and this and, yeah. and they made it and it was this kind of car wreck would i look at it and thinking that's rubbish i they make yes. they make rubbish films nowadays yes or, i yeah and, i think that yes yeah. but yet I'd, I'd watched quantum man you know, watched it now to watch it really enjoyed myself i would watch it yeah. again and rejoin myself so it is that case of when when it imprints and and what yeah what you take from it um, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 of its time and when it's when it's made and your age and what you bring to the yeah. film as well. But I, I completely agree. If if the film was made now, the not the way that it was fake, made, made then because it wouldn't be. But if if a similar type of film was made now and it, it was it was like this, it, it, there's no way that you'd like it. Yeah, and it it would be yeah, it would be this is a terrible film. It's just because you're older. It's different. You can't you can't you can't change that. That's just how it you is. Never cross the same now, river it, again. No, if it was made now, the the lead actor would be someone from Saturday Night Live, and it would it it would be kind of full of cruder jokes, yeah. I think, and the, the 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 British thespian in it, I don't know, would be someone like um, Patrick Stewart or 
you know, some, some, it would be like that, basically. Yeah. And it would be a different kind of film. It would be more of a gross-out film, or it would be a, a, a teen superhero movie. And, and this isn't that. And it would be a five-movie franchise as well, off the bat. They'd have that, they'd have, they'd have that locked in. <laughs> would be, yeah. It would be a kind of like a... a, a a, a, it'd be, I, I, it's the kind of thing that I think Guardians of the Galaxy would be like, I guess. Um, although I don't mean that's quite a good film. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but um, that would be the market it's aiming at. Are they market? Yes, because I'm thinking again back to the, the original premise of how they did superhero movies. This is again the the movie itself. It shows Michael Crawford in a he's doing the James Bond pose. He's got like the um, he's in a trench coat with with the the raised hands if he's holding a wolf for PPK. And yet he's also in the Condor Man suit. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like they were saying that this is a superhero. And even they made a reference to, you know, a Condor Man can't be like Superman. Maybe that was like a, a metatextual comment that they don't yeah. want it to be a superhero movie. He just has to be a, a flashy gadget. Because it was the 80s. It was, the Cold War was still on. It was not unreasonable yeah. that a, a, a hero character would fight the Russians. Uh, yeah. And maybe that was the thing. It was... Because again, superheroes themselves, you know, the idea of Spider-Man was seen as a very childish thing. You know, it was it was still based on, apart from the superhero movies, the super sorry, the Superman movies, right, which were almost a different animal. Anything else mm-hmm. was seen as quite childish. Even Batman at this point was seen as the the yeah. comedic um, sitcom. So it's it was all. It's, they have an origin story there. They have the character becoming the, the hero. They have a villain, but it's it's. In but with no powers, and actually, here's the thing: there's no special abilities that make him who he is, no. other than the fact he's apparently invented all the stuff that the CIA have made it from. So it's kind of like just being James Bond. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, where where this is not a superhero movie, in its essence, is that there's not enough of Woody in the superhero. This yeah. is not. It's yeah, it's yeah. he could it could be anybody. They could have put Harry in the condom man suit in the, uh, the 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 car and, and yeah. had pretty much the same effect. It would have been the same basically. Yeah. yeah. So it's a spy movie with 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 colourful gimmicks and maybe that's as close as they thought they could get to being a superhero because um, yeah. even with Superman when they made it they had to you know, get top notch actors and writers and actors and, and set it well, to, to almost excuse the fact it was a comic book that's exactly what I was going to say they, have to le- they had to legitimise it yeah. as a big budget film so they had to get Marlon Brando yeah. you know etc etc yeah Trevor Howard even Trevor Howard so, yeah Trevor Howard's in Superman he, is he? He, he yeah he plays one of them um, one of the elders on the oh, that he does, yes, he does. Which okay. is, which is. Anyway, we di- we digress. Um, <laughs> yeah, are, there, are there any um, uh, are there any other kind of recommendations that, that that have sprung to mind subsequent to watching Condor Man? Any, anything else you think you know? Well, this would be good to watch with this. <laughs> Things to avoid. <laughs> uh, pairings for Condor Man. Um... So, I've got I've got a oh, couple. Go yeah, go on. Well. Um, they are not. I mean, it's not the same kind of film, and it's it's a slightly different. Oh, is this uh, our new slot? I've forgotten we're doing this. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I wondered where you came from. Yeah. This is our new slot. We're doing weekend at Crombies. Recommendations. Well, we're always innovating on weekend at Crombies. We are. We are. Even if we forget. But I remember now. Yes. Yeah. Recommendations. I just remember. You've obviously done no prep for this. <laughs> I have notes in my weekend at Crombies branded notebook. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, okay. Very right, good. Yeah. So, uh, uh, whilst I wouldn't necessarily recommend the film, it does feel like this. Uh, Condor Man sits quite nicely in the um, charity shop bargain bucket DVD <laughs> that costs a pound with uh, Howard the Duck as a similar type of absolutely horrendous flop that didn't hit the market it was aimed at um, and didn't work as a superhero film necessarily. Although Howard, Howard the Duck is a slightly different beast, yeah. I think, in, in that regard. Um, I also think... Um, 
there's a film starring Roger Moore called North Sea Hijack, um, which was made around a similar time where he plays a, 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 a he was an elite um, kind of uh, diver in in the navy, um, and he's retired, and he has to train a load of um, kind of ragtag bunch of um, divers to solve uh, to to kind of halt a terrorist attack um, on a on an oil rig on um in the north sea and it's a comedy and it's played it's a bit like a spoof where he it's kind of like a spoof of james bond except you know he he, he was to become james bond this is before he was on and it's played it's played quite nicely because he he's he's a kind of like he's an oliver reed kind of character in this yeah. uh rough and ready and, and rude but he has he, he's he's an absolute misogynist and this is the thing it's played for comedy laughs he's an absolute misogynist who loves cats um, and it's it's really weird, and you can imagine why it was why you can imagine the audience it was aimed at, but it's flopped completely. And it's a similar kind of thing. It's a film that's all over the place, doesn't really work, but it's still quite entertaining to watch. Okay. So I'd I recommend say, those two okay. films. I would say pairings for this and is again what's springing to mind in terms of you know films made in the eighties for low budgets for sort of niche audiences. I'm thinking maybe the sword and sorcery ones. You'd be doing crawl. Oh. Or um, yeah. Hawk the Slayer. It's it's yeah. that kind of stuff that, in in themselves, they're not good films. But yeah. there are some good actors in there, and there are some good moments in there, and there's some good ideas yeah. in there. It's that kind of put everything in the soup and see see what see what tastes nice. Yeah. Um, that that again, that's the kind of thing that you'd you'd watch with a beer and have a, an enjoyable nostalgic time with. If not yeah. actually, you wouldn't sort of give it to someone who liked films saying we must watch this. This is a good film. Oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> But 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 equally equally you come back to those films sometimes not to not to not to ridicule yeah you don't ridicule them I'm not ridiculing Condor Man it's just not a very good film but I'm not ridiculing it yeah I'm not watching it to laugh at it I'm actually laughing with it yeah I think I'm 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 enjoying it yeah I think I'm, we, going, we, I'm going along with the ride yeah ridicule would become something that either was I don't know had pretensions or was was yeah. was cynical about its own material Condor Man. It's it's never, never, never winks at the camera saying this is stupid. They, it's, no, it's played down the line. Um, it is. It is. Well, any any other themes or analysis? I don't think so. I think we've, we've given more analysis to Condor Man than I thought we would. I was uh, well, well plugged. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Right. Well. Okay. It, it, bear with us, dear listener, and go make yourself a cup of tea. Enjoy the break. Go to the toilet, perhaps if you need it. We've talked for a while. I yeah. appreciate. I will say when that this, you... this cup of tea and toilet break can last no longer than the the linking jingle of Weekend at Crombies. Uh, <laughs> or you can pause, pause it. Pod. You can pause it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. could last for years. They might never come <laughs> back to it. <laughs> no, um, no, no back... one makes it this far in without wanting to know how many floating <laughs> crombies you so get. Right now, join us in part three when we reveal the scores for. Condor Man. Welcome back, dear listener, where we give the scores for Condor Man and learn about what we'll be watching next month. So I think uh, tradition dictates that I will go first as I pick the film. And without beating around the proverbial, I'm going to give it... <laughs> You're laughing, because <laughs> I'm about to beat around the proverbial. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to do different this time. I'm going to give it three crombie heads, three floating crombie okay. heads. That's high, I admit. But do you know what? This conversation has bumped it up for me. I, I can see its its faults and its flaws. Um, yeah. but I think two crombie heads would imply I didn't enjoy myself. And for all again, I I had a, I enjoyed myself watching it. I enjoyed myself talking about it, reminiscing about it now. And I think the pull of nostalgia 
was a lot stronger. Am I really giving it a three? I, I'm, I'm sticking to I'm giving it a three. That's the same as Quigley, but that's fair enough, because with Quigley, even though it's a better film, left me with a bit of a funny taste in my mouth. If you want to review episode yeah, yeah. three, you'll learn why. But yeah, I'm going with it. <laughs> three fledging crombie heads for Condor Man. Nostalgia is all. Oh, well, that's good. So um, I, uh, I am... Um... I'm 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 very surprised at how much I enjoyed Condor Man, um, and I'm 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 you know with you totally. I, I I can see the flaws in the film. It is objectively not a very good film, um, but I had a, I had a really good time watching it, and I I would watch it again. Um, it you know it, it certainly won't be another thirty four years before I watch it again. Um, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the company of Woody. I enjoyed uh, the, the 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 romp that was presented in front of me. I enjoyed the absurdity and the ridiculousness of it. Uh, ridiculousness of it all. And you enjoyed Barbara that, Carrera. I enjoyed Barbara Carrera as well. I am my father's son. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> in in the end, that's all you can ask for, right? A film should entertain. On what basis? And in what context? It doesn't matter. It should entertain however it entertains. And because of that, I'm also going to give it three disembodied crombie heads. Marvellous. So we are in unison. We are in unison. And a, have got to be honest, very unexpected aggregate of three out of five for Condor Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You never know what I you're getting I, on Weekend at Crombies. You never know what you're going to get on Weekend at Crombies. And I think that whilst you were bumping it up to a three, yeah. I was a solid three throughout. Wow. I was, yeah. It, it, Which also, know, it, I gotta it, say, surprised me because I, I, I was in the back of my mind watching it, thinking, "Have I given you another stinker? Am I gonna come back and get the full force yeah. of, well, your, I mean, of your, suppose... your, your vitriol?" But this is this is the thing, though, isn't it? Objectively, it is a stinker. Yeah. That, that's the weirdness of it. It is. It is absolutely a terrible film. It doesn't matter <laughs> because it, it doesn't because if it if the heart if its heart's in the right place, and it's it's solidly entertaining. Yeah. For all the wrong reasons, perhaps, but yeah, oh, I enjoyed myself. Excellent. So, having now got a solid three, let's find out what we'll be rating next month. James, take it away. So, for the June edition of Weekend at Crombies, that's Volume Two, Episode Six, counting throughout the uh, months of the year. Um, we're going to have. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, it's possible that it's going to crack that code. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to uh, change tone a little bit. We're going to have a uh, um, military courtroom drama by the name of Breaker Morant. Breaker Morant. Breaker Morant. That that is, and it's got Edward Woodward in it. And that is the film for Weekend at Crombies for June. I can't wait. And on that note, as we settle down to watch Breaker Morant, I will wish you all... A very happy weekend at Crombies. Good evening all. Weekend at Crombies. I'm going to start then. (laughs) 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 Is is that your professional vocal warm-up exercise? (laughs) 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 (la